I'm just a vaccine And I want to knock out COVID-19 But first the experts test me To make sure that I'm ready It's a long, long process But the progress is steady And I hope that looking back someday They will say I'll be COVID-19 But for now I'm just a vaccine Wow, you sure been sitting out here a long time Well there's a lot of testing that goes into approving a vaccine. They have to prove I work, and most importantly, they have to prove I'm safe. Unless they can be absolutely sure of that, I'll never see the light of day. What's that? This means I'm scientifically proven to be safe and effective. Now, I just wait until I can be delivered to all the communities that need me. I'm a vaccine. Yes, I'm just a vaccine. And there's proof I can be COVID-19. Hello and good evening. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. We're the folks who find the method of madness, reason and the unreasonable, make sense out of nonsense, because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? <laughs> Holy shit, Josh. Or Bob. Sorry. <laughs> Not your fault for bringing in. The docket that is overflowing with vaccine songs. God damn, that one is top five (laughs) infuriating. (laughs) Oh, I love it. No, that was just straight up lying to children. That's all that song is just lying to children. This makes me question our legislative process too a little bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you think that's not on the up and up? Now he's finally questioning that. <laughs> yeah. Nice, Josh. <laughs> uh, they go through a lot of testing. Wow. Yeah, it, was oh, yeah. a, it was a real busy so fucking much. six months to roll those out. There was a lot of <laughs> testing got done in that time. Safe and scientific proven going on. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you're welcome, by the way, Aaron. My gift but if you to, to tell you us- and everyone else. Do you want to tell us about all the testing you've been doing and scientific proving of things that you get up to in your your you know six monthly life? You can call the voicemail line. That's uh 1-833-666-911. Again, 1-833-666-0911. Nailed it. Fuck yeah. Actually, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Perfectly. <laughs> Beginner's luck. Beginner's luck. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right, what do we have on the the agenda tonight on the the other docket? Well, actually, thinking it now because of the stupid vaccine song, so I'll mention it now. Hey, have you guys noticed that like a million soccer players are just fucking dropping dead of heart attacks? Like oh professional God, soccer players. What? Uh, what's actually, that? I haven't been following that. Uh, I've been following bodybuilding and all the extra heart attacks there. Yeah. Uh, eh. That's hard to prove with bodybuilding, though. I mean, it could be extra, but I mean, those guys are roided out. That'd be like, oh, there's a 50% increase yeah, of yeah, professional I, yes. wrestlers that died of heart attacks. You're like, well, yeah, whatever. No, it, that could just be it's an anomaly. A thing. Uh, it's already a thing, especially with the you know, just carrying all that extra weight and the, the, the steroid, extreme steroid use. But um, didn't a body, yeah, there, Mr. That's, Mr. Universe just died like a couple of days ago, didn't he? The old Mr. Olympia, uh, Sean yeah, Roden from yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. he just uh, over the weekends, heart attack, passed away. Wow, uh, age of 46 or something. So, relatively young. 
the I don't know about the soccer players, but I have been hearing about the athletes. At least there was one NBA player that got um, blood clots. He was he got pulled out of the league basically, and he said like he can barely run across the court during practice one day, just like all of a sudden. Just like okay, that's kind of. I also know someone else in in my personal life that got blood clots. You know, a couple months after getting it, no history of it before or anything like that or heart issues or anything like that. Yeah, they've had six players this year die of heart attacks while playing uh, while playing what, while. Pl- OK, um, I assume that's a pretty <laughs> and multiple others that were resuscitated on the field. That's not that's way above average. The most pil- pl- the highest number of players in a year that have ever died on the field is three. We're up to six, so we're at double the record. And I didn't look into those old ones too. So I don't know if those were all like heart attacks, but that's just, we're at the most that have died on the field right now. And they're all cardiac arrest. Well, I can't wait until they start normalizing people that are out for jogs and die of like massive heart attacks. (laughs) They're just going to start like, Oh yeah. A teenager, another teenager just dropped dead during the one mile run had a massive heart attack, like coronary, like (laughs) Whoops, I guess that's just normal now. <laughs> that's just a random thought. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I think you're making a very good point, Bob, that it, it well, what we're what we're learning now, but was always the case, is that it's not safe to be outside and doing strenuous physical activity. Good point. Yeah. Exactly. Stay Don't in your outside. wally chair, eat the bugs. Don't look at the sign. I, I know it can be tempting to go eat the bugs outside, but, you know, you can get them at the grocery <laughs> store, too. You can Instacart those bugs. You got to get the farm-raised kind. That's how you know they're good and safe. Um, no, the, what I was going to say, the comment that I've I've stopped seeing, I see it occasionally still, but it used to be, like, every third comment, and now I almost never see it anymore in, like, any kind of, like, YouTube or TikTok or Twitter or whatever is... Oh, natural selection. The people that are unvaccinated are going to die. I think a lot of those people are starting to realize, uh, I might be on the wrong side of this. <laughs> no, that's never going to cross their mind. That's some of them. No, but I think there's a bunch of them that are starting to just the, your everyday people are just starting to be like, uh, this is more fucked up than I thought. Yeah. Like I said, it is going to be normalized. Like these heart conditions, these like weird effects that are taking place, they will get normalized. You know what they're going to call it? They're going to call it a long-term effect of having COVID-19. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's just a known COVID-19 is an inflammatory disease. It's uh, known for heart inflammation and blood clots. So obviously that's, that's you know, all that could be happening here. My favorite is I'm calling anybody that dies or is hospitalized within 14 days of getting their second shot is still considered unvaccinated because they're not fully vaccinated until it kicks in two weeks after their second shot. So if you fucking drop and have a fucking seizure at like six hours after your fucking second shot, they count you as an unvaccinated hospitalization. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, we covered this a couple hey. to- uh, episodes ago. Yeah, but nothing to see here. In, let's just keep things in perspective. No matter how many extra heart attack and heart disease deaths there are for for whatever cause, for whatever reason, it will never surpass 
the number of deaths due to COVID-19 and due specifically to Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, that's what, 617,000 that Donald Trump personally killed and maimed and lynched? Donald Trump. Well, that's too big of a right. number. That's too big of a number for me, guys. I'm pretty retarded. So I feel like I we think, should. One tenth uh, of six million. Yeah. We should hand off the, uh, the reins to somebody who's, who's less retarded than I to really uh, give the listeners some, some, a smart guy to listen to here. Okay, Homo presents Words of Wisdom from Donald Pettit. We stretched our clothing out to eight to 10 days. And we would wait until we started to get a little rash around our waist before we'd change our underwear. And that was sort of our signal that says, hey, I think it's time to get a new pair of skivvies. (laughs) That was Words of Wisdom. By Donald Pettit. What, what the fuck? Donald, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, honestly, he's probably in code. He's probably too smart. He's a, it's a it's a coded message for really smart people. You know, the kind that go to space. <laughs> I'm so glad that this esteemed NASA astronaut is describing how long he wears his underwear in space. And then he waits until he gets a rash to change it. No, he's literally the a rash child. Kills me. I bet you. I bet you <laughs> the other people on on the ISS are changing his skivvies for him. <laughs> like so, Donald, you. has it been eight days already? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Donald! I told you to put the baby powder on it. You're all ra- there's a rash. Everywhere. I told you two days ago. <laughs> I can see it from over here. If we're really being honest, guys, how is listening to Don Pettit, a steamed astronaut who's flying around in space, how is it any different, really, than listening to, like, old Chris Chan talk about, like, Imagination Land or whatever that, like, Sonic lives in? Like, it, Chris Chan is far more eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, before the whole raping his mom thing, but, like, you know, before that, but... but <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> that was good. Classic Don. <laughs> so, tonight's topic, we have Rosa Parks. What do you guys know about Rosa Parks? I mean, um, schools would still be segregated if it weren't for her, right? Probably. Didn't, didn't she save a busload of black children? <laughs> <laughs> This is a superhero. It's about to be driven off the cliff yeah. by some white supremacist. Yeah, it was teetering off the edge. She came there and pulled it back up. Yep. Might and she down. loaded the back. Of- That's a classic she- American tall tale. She moved a bunch of big fat black bitches to the back of the bus to fucking tip that shit back off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's how it happened. And then but she He's told all the whiteies to get to the front so that they could fucking die and not the not the blacks. All the blacks escaped out the back and the fucking whiteies went teetering off the cliff to their death. Well, they couldn't go in like, you know, the black only portion of the bus. And that's how Martin Luther King Jr. was born. <laughs> right as a pregnant black woman crawled out the back door <laughs> to her safety. Although kind of, actually. Yeah. So it, what happened in 1955, I believe, Josh, you have to back me up on dates. Yeah, that's, that's, I that's, refused. That's yes. Okay. 
1955, Rosa Parks gets on a bus. Everybody knows the story, but she gets on a bus. She sits down. She's tired from working all day because all she does is work and, and get called the N-word or something. And then white guy gets on the bus and demands that she give up her seat, which was the law at the time, which is fucked up. And that makes her move, and she refused to move. And this brave action caused a groundswell of a movement to... Then they boycotted all the buses. All the blacks boycotted the buses. They wouldn't use the buses for like a year or something, or two years. It was like a while. Was it? Just over a year. I think it was 381 days. They were the majority of the bus fare. So it was a big hit to the city money. And it just became a big national story. And the guy, one guy that became famous for helping organize these and give speeches at these protests was Martin Luther King Jr. So he got famous from the protests that resulted from Rosa Parks getting arrested and given a $14 fine, which I think in 1955 money is like $17.5 million. <laughs> <laughs> So here's where it's fucked up though. It were like it's not none of that is fucked up. Like it, it's fine. But the whole having a face of the protest and like this was this one brave woman making a stand is all horseshit. It's kind of c- akin to the Mother Teresa becoming the most famous nun. So wait, wait. Hold like on. she to the official story here um why her? Why exactly? Uh, was she the first and only black person to be arrested? No. By this law? So See, why, what happened why was... Exactly. Why did the like protest kick off because of this one woman getting getting fined? Because they, she was the secretary of the NAACP in Montgomery at the time. Oh. <laughs> she had been the she had been the secretary there for twelve years. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what had happened is a different woman named Claudette Colvin, I believe. I think that's it. Yep, Claudette Colvin. She got arrested like nine months before that as a fifteen-year-old teenager, and she. Uh, but she was a 15-year-old, like, nappy-headed teenager who the NAACP decided was not good enough to be the face of the of their protest or their movement. So they recreated the same scenario with Rosa Parks on purpose and got what? her to do it because she was more fair-skinned and had hair that looked more like a middle-class woman. So they wanted is, an ab- upper... I think just that she had like straighter hair, nice, you know, a little more. She's a little more well kept. She like wasn't this, a nappy the headed hoe. The actual Rosa Parks, this Claudette Colvin, was just this like nappy haired fifteen year old teenager who was actually like an awesome, defiant person that was like, "Hey, fuck you, cop! Fuck you, white people!" And then got arrested and fined fourteen dollars, and no one gave a shit. And they recreated the whole scenario of Rosa Parks to create a symbol and then make famous preachers out of, out of the whole situation. So, which fine, I get it. But all of, even our most basic stories, 
really come down to a PR campaign. But that's kind of always the way it is where you, you recreate a situation for a, a nice photo or a nice uh, PR opportunity. Like I always bring up, what, what is it? The, like the 9-11 flag photo that's, or in like the Iwo Jima flag photo. That, those aren't the original pictures there. That's not like when, <clears throat> you know, when that was going on. It was they, uh, you know, re, reset up the flag and took a nice propped up uh, set up picture. You know, to go throw in newspapers. So why why not in this situation? What's uh like just because uh they, they didn't decide to stay behind or use um you know some punk teenager as the uh spokesperson or as the figurehead of you know the civil rights movement, uh what's so wrong about just finding another person who's uh better face for TV? You know what really is wrong with it? Is that people really need to look at these stories and realize that has nothing to do with race, gender, any of that shit. It's the connected and the haves and the nepotism, the people with nepotism connections versus the people that don't because Claudette Colvin, no one, the, no one knows who the fuck that bitch is. And she's actually the one should get all the credit. And Rosa Parks is out fuck, fucking getting medals from presidents and shit. She's set. She's fine. She gets to retire on her name and go give speeches at colleges for 50 grand a fucking year. Just the money taken out of that girl's pocket. Uh, from not being allowed to get credit for what she actually did. Because yeah. she wasn't the secretary of the NAACP for 12 years and didn't know Dr. Martin Luther King. Like that's fucked up. And that's how it always goes. I mean, is, is it always about money with you? Like, uh, the, this Claudette Colvin lady still got, you know, an equal share of these equal rights, right? Wow, Josh. Way to parse it out. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Like, the king's accountant over here. <laughs> you are bestowed with the freedom of the land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. You can't really put a price on freedom, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, l let's be real. Like, if, if they had that kind of insight in today's current politics, like, we wouldn't have a George Floyd, though, would we? Yeah, or Breonna Taylor or whoever else. Or I mean, they still, have, they still have some standards. They still have, like, that one, like, shortly after George Floyd, there was, like, uh, a stabbing incident where some teenage girl was, like, stabbing some people in front of a cop and the cop shot and killed her. And BLM tried to turn that into a oh, the knife uh, fight one yeah the knife fight one yeah the knife fight was a great story yeah um i, I don't have it up with me i just kind of thought of it on the fly but they did Honestly, that cop's timing was like fucking <laughs> like movie timing like that bitch yeah. was three inches from getting just stabbed to death yeah. like it was she was in a full murder swing when he dropped her it was insane <laughs> everyone was like yeah but she's the one that called the cops it's like yeah so yeah that was yeah, a bad move to, like uphold the, the law not just she uh, called the cops no. to watch them witness her murder somebody that's <laughs> that's a it's fucking a, dude, you gotta see this. don't be real cool it's a darwin <laughs> award right there yeah i gotta get the shit on body cam they still try to push that as like a, a protest movement, though. Like during the George Floyd, oh, yeah. the, the George Floyd thing was kind of petering out a little bit. People were getting real sick of their their shit. They didn't want their targets burned down anymore. Uh, I'll give you a hint. 
BLM is just like the fucking NCAA, NAACP out in Montgomery. There's a bunch of fucking money to be made and they don't give a fuck about the actual people it's happening to or what the consequences are. They're going to make that fucking money off of whoever's name they can. And that was the best chance they had at that moment. Well, here's the difference. Back in 1955, the uh, NAACP actually had like goals to attain for black people, like actual civil rights for them. Oh, that's true. To, to achieve. Yeah. Like the, the year, the year before that was the Brown versus board of education decision. And that, that was the, uh, you know, getting rid of segregation in schools. Yeah. Um, but today there was a bunch of celebrity and money to be made off of the fucking situation at the same exact time. That's but why you had I'm, Martin Luther King. Saying, like, what I'm, I'm saying is that today's movement, there is no like righteous endeavor to it. It's just all money making scheme at this point. Oh well, like, yeah. But. There is no clear defined goal or civil right that they're hoping to attain. They're just looking for Wait, added I, benefits. You know what I mean? They're just looking for like random shit that everyone finds like completely dumb. Basically, Bob, well, is, honestly, is this, is this how I find out that the the, the police weren't defunded? Did, did that not happen? Uh, it depends on where. Depends on for how long. <laughs> Usually, all the cities <laughs> that got defunded uh, started hiring more cops back at a faster rate. So I don't know. It. Oh, so they the would have had back a, up and running better than before. Yeah. What were you saying, Aaron? They, Thanks, Brandon. They would have had a. Uh, they would have had a better point if they would just said like, "Hey, the power that cops have is fucking bullshit." Can we get them the fuck out of here? And everybody would yes. have been behind them. If they distilled it into that point, yes, in today's in today's uh, scope of culture. But it wasn't about that. It was no, about race baiting for a big paycheck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there yeah. was a. It was like maybe a couple percent of uh, BLM charity funds that went to the intended causes. Maybe so a couple what? percent out of I mean, like billions like, of dollars, to, like to, millions, to like, millions. It's not like people living in like the the worst hood of of, of America. Like they didn't benefit any from oh, no. any, of, any of the BLM. You know, what I, I mean, mean? like nothing that they did went to them. No, of course not. Yeah, like you said, that wasn't the point. Yeah. All right. Aaron, so I'm you... I'm wondering with with uh, with some of us, Aaron. We so we we have our icons of the past, like Rosa Parks, and she went on to live a. a long and full life and go receive her medals from presidents and uh, you know hang out on buses in the, the front seat or whatever she wanted to do in retirement and uh now nowadays it seems like at least for the, the blm movement that a lot of the uh the heroes or the icons of those protests that uh, you know everyone's rallying behind um that they're all dead like the, uh, the george floyd's and the brianna taylor's and the, the whoever else uh to say her name um that they are like they're not going on to have more public appearances and get this this renown um what's uh what's the difference here what's what's changed over the last you know 65 years well no nothing i mean i'm just saying all your all your activists all your famous anything were like on purpose made to be that way premeditated like, you know, right now we have people like Greta Thunberg going around an autistic girl who's who just wants to save the environment so bad that people noticed her. It had nothing to do with her fact that the fact that her dad's a rich ass actor uh, from a wealthy family and her mom's an opera singer uh, well, also from they, a wealthy family. And 
they gave up their careers when they went along with her, uh, you know, her requirements of not being able to fly anywhere because uh, planes, you know, have too many missions, burn too many fossil fuels. Well, I mean, believe it or not, they found out that their daughter being the face of uh, fake global warming was more profitable than being the star in the movie Scar God's Dog Corn <laughs> in 1997. <laughs> so I don't know if they gave up their careers per se. I think they found a more lucrative one is really what happened. They got an upgrade and they didn't really have to do anything, but sail around in their yacht and yell at the boars. You don't really actually have to do anything to be like a successful and profitable climate, you know, what, not scientist. Um, what would you call them? PR person. Yeah. Propagandist. Propagandist. Tantrum yeah. thrower. Yeah. All you, you just have to walk around like giving speeches and like doing nothing. It's like literally what, like the entire global warming movement is it's just like oh let's just throw money to these people for nothing how dare you bob she uh skipped so many days of school in protest that was very difficult for her yeah i'm just glad that everyone's taking advice from a fucking high school dropout too it's great <laughs> yeah it, i only take advice from a phd uh from, from people with phds the, the most educated, the most smartest, the most expertist. Plus, I mean, she's literally like crying outside of like on the streets of COP26 because she can't get into the event. Like she's really not like anything anymore. They, she got cut. She got dropped from the conversation. Um. <laughs> yeah, I like, haven't heard about heard about her in the news in I don't know, a year, maybe, maybe well, two yeah, there's been some recent news from her. She was dancing on stage, singing some like creepy song, and then she was protesting outside of the COP26, being like, what are you people doing in there? Ah, like, I'm not invited. <laughs> it was uh, not a good look for her, actually. Not a good look at all. Oh, darn. Because she's uh, outlived her usefulness. We try to carry that along a little bit, Aaron. Where do you want to pick up from? <laughs> I don't know. No, no words really. I mean, that it's a kind of a short topic, but it's just, yeah. Claudette Colvin's the real Rosa Parks. I was reading up on it too a little bit, and uh, there there's some accounts of um, there being more than just Claudette Colvin. Like there were there were other ladies who had you know taken the bus and been arrested, and not you know not as much of a, a punk rock uh, protesting attitude. It sounds like, but. Um, Rose Parks was definitely not the first, and she, at least there are accounts of her kind of riding the, you know, riding in the front of the bus for weeks until she was, you know, caught or kicked out and, or whatever. And, um, yeah, it is, like you said, specifically set up for the situation. Yeah, and it just kind of shows that this, like, outrage is never, like, this groundswell of, it's never a natural groundswell of outrage. You're, Public outrage is always this very contrived, controlled, manufactured thing. And that's been the same forever. Oh, but I heard about this brave black woman on the radio, and I was very inspired and very outraged. That's that's grassroots, right? Look, they they achieved their goal. They got equal rights. And all I see is that your argument here is that a stage event is is works. People buy it. People change because of it. Staging an event. Dude, we should have works, Aaron. More uh, false is, flag events. Yeah. 
Exactly. We could th- think of how e- <laughs> think of how much equality and world peace we'd have if we had just a you know false flag more protests and civil rights events. Yeah. Let's as the government, we can pretend to do horrible things to other people, and then we can support change because of that cha- uh, that horrible thing we pretended to do. Right. I don't even claim to sort of disagree with any of that. That's that's a hundred percent right. <laughs> false flags absolutely do work. We do yeah. them all the time. Yeah. My point is really just a, hey, be on the lookout because no, every single thing that you've ever heard on the news is bullshit. We, well, well we, we do them all the time, and they also always have beneficial results, such as ending segregation. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> like when we the- segregated the Vietnamese from the communist <laughs> Russians after Gulf of Tonkin. We were trying to reunite uh, South Vietnam with North Vietnam. And to an extent, we succeeded. We are such, we're the good guys so hard. Like, it's insane. America just is always a good guy. Aaron brought in in this topic because he's so pissed off that they stole Columbus Day from us. And Christopher Columbus's good Italian name that he he needs to tear down one of their own. I'm not Italian, although we do have some Italian. Uh, we do have uh, some voicemails from an Italian uh, super fan here. <laughs> oh, you want to kick Dude, it off I right looked, now? I looked at the. Uh... Yeah, might as well. Okay. This is a short topic. Let's do some random shit today. Okay. So this lady just came into the store and she had a box of like a big like 96 pack of plastic spoons. She's like, "Oh, I got this by mistake. Um, what I what I really needed was forks. Could I could I exchange it?" Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm like, hold on. Uh, so I send one of my guys to the aisle. I'm like, I'm like, go get one. Leave that from forks. I'm like, for the same price, we won't even have to do any paperwork. We'll just give it to them. No problem, you know? Right? And she's like, kind of puts this implication out there that she had just bought these a couple minutes ago or an hour or so ago and just had got the wrong ones. No big deal, right? Now, mind you, it's a fucking $3 box of fucking spoons. So the kid comes back, and I can t- I can already tell he he knows something's afoot. He comes back with a bunch of smaller boxes of uh, forks. He's like, "Yeah, we don't have any big boxes like that." And then he goes to scan the the spoons to do a refund, and it's they're not on file. So he looks at it. We look at it a little more closely. The box is like twelve years old. It's all like faded and stuff. We're like, "Yeah, uh, man, we don't sell these anymore. You can't." We can't give you a refund on this. Uh, and then she's like, oh, I just, you know, we just had uh, too many spoons and we needed forks for a thing tomorrow. Uh, I just found them at the synagogue. I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, synagogue. It all makes sense now. <laughs> oh, my God. Are, uh, are Italian Americans known for their anti-Semitism? I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know if I feel comfortable with that voicemail. I, I might have to d- d- denounce a listener of ours. I think the, the Italians are known for not being swindled. I think that's what they're known for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mate, uh, he also, he left a follow-up, too. Guys, it gets better. So I'm in the uh, I'm in the paper goods in Cutlery Isle right now. So the problem was the one she had was so old we don't sell it anymore. And when she was trying to get the exchange, she specified she wanted the clear ones, right? So I'm over in the aisle now. The white ones are the like the low end ones that break easily, and the clear ones 
are the premium ones that have a little more durability. The reason we don't have the one that she tried to return is because we rebranded it. Instead of just being Stop and Shop brand, it's rebranded as Guaranteed Value. Now the Stop and Shop brand ones are like Stop and Shop Premium, and they're the clear ones. So she was intentionally trying to get the more expensive, better ones. <laughs> I can't fucking take it. <laughs> and, and here, I, and here, I thought we had a problem with three-minute voicemails, but nope, that was. That was perfect. Uh, Not in 20 minute topic days, we don't. <laughs> That's one of the greatest stories ever. It's just like a $2 thing of plastic utensils, and she's trying to grab all him out of. Like, trying wait. to trade in 12 year old forks. <laughs> 12 year old spoons that get brand new deluxe plastic forks. I mean, uh, the deluxe ones are way better. Yes. The little white plastic ones are pretty much useless oh they're 100 percent useless they're just for just for show basically they're like oh you you have silverware yeah. you we can if mark you try that to use that the fork list. if you use that fork on anything firmer than applesauce it's gonna fucking <laughs> snap in like three seconds <laughs> all right so the white plastic cheap forks are super duper low quality <laughs> we are back after technical difficulties Josh, never do that again. We have again. another. <laughs> did we have another clip from Justin too? No, that was uh, that was it. Okay. Yeah, just the greatest story of all time. I still think about that. <laughs> <laughs> like at least like once a week, I'll think about that plastic spoon story. <laughs> just like God damn, yeah. that that lady's ingenuity. She was like, "Well, I need plastic forks, so like, what can I do?" <laughs> <laughs> I need to come up with something that I can do where I do uh, it. all I have to do is not pay for these plastic forks. That's the goal. Like, how can I achieve that goal? <laughs> yeah, I really want there to be like a game where it's just who can find the most creative way to not steal the plastic forks, but to not grabble, like haggle your way out of the store, out of them without any cost to yourself. It's one of those bartering games where, like, you start out with a paperclip, you know, and you end up with a BMW or something. <laughs> it's it's like that, but you start out with plastic spoons and go to forks and, uh, you know, keep climbing your way up the economic ladder from there. She, she traded the paperclip for 12-year-old plastic spoons and then got, ended up having to... <laughs> and it's you lost yeah. there. <laughs> and you have to... You have to... The, but you have to do it in a public display of, like... You have to be a miser in just such a shameless way in public is it, and get the forks. Like, that's the goal. Is it? You remember if she went on to just buy the forks or if she just left without getting them? I think she, she bought the forks. She did yeah. get the forks. I, I was okay. hoping that she would leave without. No, actually, I was hoping that she would buy the, the white the forks. I know. I wanted her to buy the white forks so bad <laughs> because they were a dollar cheaper. <laughs> but she bought the good forks. Sadly, the least funny outcome for the very finale of that. Sorry. <laughs> Little Miss Money Bags over here. Oh god, so good. Oh, like denting them. That'd be another way to do it. Just like dent the package. Like you crumple the corner and then just go up to the end, like these are damaged. Can I have them for free? I mean, is it more well, at least half off? Is it more or less <laughs> shameful uh, to do that or to be the the person that makes like a big deal out of nothing and ask for the manager and like ask for free shit, basically? 
which you see like a lot at restaurants. That's the white lady that's a, version a, of that. Yeah. yeah. But is it more or less shameful to for the plastic spoon thing? Same level. Same. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that's it's more to do to to complain. <laughs> to complain, the manager is worse. Actually. Okay. I I agree there. Fucking white people. <laughs> it's the same amount of shame as being like the person that holds up the line for with the coupons. Yeah. Like they have like thirty five coupons. That's exactly as shameful as trying to get the fucking forks for free for with twelve year old spoons. You you get a special prize when you have less coupons than the people waiting behind you in line. <laughs> what? When is the last time one of you has used a printed coupon? Never. At least in like the last 15, 20 years. I I had to be at least I don't know if I ever used one, if I'm really being honest. I think I've seen ones that I was like, ooh, I'll use that and just never did. They even print them out now. They print it out with your receipt at the grocery store and they're like, here's a coupon for you. Never yeah. even looked and at I, it. It's always like the dumbest shit. It's always just like, oh, I can get a pack of ho ho's for $2.99. Like, that's great. <laughs> like, it used to be in like papers and magazines though. Like so once in a while there's something you're like, oh well. Yeah, they still do. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but like I don't have any of those things. Yeah, but we don't print newspapers. Well, you gotta uh, no, no, that's a whole different ads, animal. Right? I, I still get those. I have ads for casinos. If if I if I want to be advertised to about how to be more of a degenerate gambler at the Seneca Casino, then yes, I print that out. <laughs> and I know all the specials they got going on. <laughs> Do you ever take them up on that offer? No, because it's just like car dealership specials. Like there's always a special. Yeah. I see it. It's, it's every week there's a special. So it's not special. Huge it's blowout just a regular sale. Price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When uh, St. Patrick's Day, like that's the car ones are ridiculous because it's every holiday. It's uh, Martin Luther King blowout sale. I have a dream of great deals on an automobile. $9.99.99 on a brand new. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have as many 99s as they can get in there. It's a fucking <laughs> the worst. It's just fun to say. Now, remember, everyone, if you enter promo code OKHOMO on your local sports bet app, you can get uh, up to ten free dollars towards, I don't know, whatever you, you get. You could have rung it home. Yeah, Josh. it's like four X. <laughs> it's four X the first. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> Another <laughs> setup, <laughs> hoping he was gonna get to the fucking punchline eventually. <laughs> just. <laughs> well, I was blanking on the name of like sports betting app. Uh, mybookie.com. There yeah. we go. Mybookie. Uh, mybookie.com. If uh, slash okay homo, and uh, you you get. 15% off your, your first deposit. We are not sponsored Voila. by nor associated Great. with mybookie.com. Please. <laughs> Nailed it. Josh's joke telling is like a guy running a race and he's like at the final stretch, but he just doesn't make the last turn and just keeps running into like the woods. <laughs> like Forrest Gump. What you're describing is Forrest Gump. Yeah. Oh, man. Except he scored a touchdown. Like Forrest Gump, if he just took a fucking left at the five and then ran out the fucking up the stands and out of the stadium. Hey, that's early ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Thanks for running off with all the humor over there. <laughs> I guess we can't play anymore. Josh doesn't bring the funny. He, he takes it. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
Do we have a, a scientist discovered today? Because yes, of moving right toward it. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's face or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Scientists have discovered that potty-trained cattle could help reduce pollution. When nature calls, these cows use bathroom stalls. <laughs> you can lead a cow <laughs> to a water closet, but can you make it pee there? It turns out, yes. Yes, you can. Researchers in Germany... Aaron, you... <laughs> you <laughs> Do you need a second to recover, Aaron? <laughs> what the... F- <laughs> Nobody that's involved in this article in any way, the research, the writing of the article, anything about this has ever fucking touched a cow. Guaranteed. Oh, they have no <laughs> idea how any of this works. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, in the first paragraph, they explain how they don't know anything about this, this field of uh, expertise. Researchers in Germany successfully trained cows to use a small fenced-in area with artificial turf flooring as a bathroom stall. This could allow farms to easily capture and treat cow urine, which often pollutes air, soil, and water. Researchers report online September 13th in Current Biology. All right, the next sentence. The components of urine, such as nitrogen and phosphorus, could also be used to make fertilizer. (laughs) Yeah, it's contaminating the the grass by making it grow bigger. Because you know what they're probably doing? They when they do these things, this is exactly how they fucking use. They use statistics in these fucking science experiments to lie to you. I guarantee they do something this stupid. They're like, "Oh, when a cow pisses on this patch of grass, the grass like doesn't grow as much or dies or it's contaminated." Uh, That's probably what it is. It's contaminated for farming use. Because it has, there's piss ground. And then they calculate how much ground a cow could piss on at any given time per time they piss. Then they just multiply that to how many times they piss a year and go, oh my God, we have 5 billion cows. And that means that they're pissing on 1,500 trillion acres of farm, what could potentially be farmland. And also, this is how much fertilizer we could make out of it when none of that's true. They're pissing on the same spot all the time. And that wasn't going to be used for farmland because it's grazing land for cows. So it already is essentially farmland. Like, that's the kind of shit that they pull with these to act like cows are destroying the all of the food, future food, and how it's destroying the environment. And that's why you need to eat the bugs. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> You're right. Why are we even like raising cows to begin with? Oh God damn it! Exactly. Josh. <laughs> Let's get a locust farm in there. Let's go. Well, no, that, that's that's why we're potty training them so they can like be pets instead of livestock. I mean, this this reminds me of like the batshit insane ideas that they come out with, especially cows, um, to reduce climate change uh, and stuff like that. Because I remember a few years ago they developed this like cape that they put on the backs of the cows. That are just like a giant <laughs> bag that collect all the cow farts. So they're making all these. Mean collect. Go on. The, the cows fart. You know they 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 always um, 
rant about how how much yeah. methane that these farm or these cows are producing. And so they created a methane catch that hangs like drapes off the back of the cows and it kecks, uh, collects the methane. And so we can actually use it. It doesn't just go into the atmosphere. Here, I actually found the article here. God damn it. I figured out that I, I know the scam for that. Yeah. I already know what the scam is. They're printing you know out. It really is. They're, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, okay. You're a rich kid who went to school for science. You have zero skills. And you decide that you're going to invent the cow fart catcher. Now, no farmer is going to ever buy this. So what you do is you get your like politician dad or your newspaper mogul dad to drum up a bunch of bullshit to force lawmakers to force farmers to buy cow fart catchers so that you can make a hundred million dollars. Yeah, actually, better yet, let's have the taxpayer buy the cow fart catchers for an exorbitant price. You retire at 27 years old by just robbing the taxpayer under the guise of saving the environment and then force farmers to put cow fart catchers on all their cows. That's a hundred percent the goal. With something like that. It has nothing to do with anything else than one rich asshole trying to retire at age 25 on his invention that doesn't do anything in order to rob taxpayers. I fucking guarantee it. I actually found another one, actually. Uh, Getting creative to cut methane from cows. Less burpy bovines means fewer greenhouse gases. This one is a device that captures the burps or hold on i thought it was the farts not the piss not the burps i thought it was the farts that were killing us and the environment and causing the goddamn cities to flood it it's smart see this is where you figure out the scam stop assuming they're retarded obviously the people are consuming these articles are retarded but the people creating them they're doing this for a purpose and the purpose is to sell a product, but they don't even have to sell it. That's why it can be this retarded. They're going to get a go- somebody with a huge government budget to save the environment and then launder a bunch of money for some stupid shit that no one wants and obviously doesn't work in order to pilfer money from taxpayers. I fucking guarantee that's the scam. This this is even weirder than I thought it was. It's not it's not capturing the, the burps from cows. It's actually monitoring and adjusting the the probiotics inside the, the cattle's gut so it would make it less burpy. And so it goes on to to describes here. That's why scientists worldwide are looking for ways to produce less noxious cows. Experiments target animal the animal inside and out testing variations in feed, uh, <clears throat> anti-methane additives and experimental vaccines. <laughs> yep. Again, oh my again, God. To sell, to mandate a, a cow vaccine cow fart or to mandate a certain level of fucking Beano that you got to throw in the goddamn cow feed so that they can sell their gay pill. <sighs> They want it. Grind it up and throw it in the cow feed, and it's state mandated so that they can get a big fat government payout in order to save the fucking environment. It's a money laundering scheme. Guaranteed. 
is it inherently bad for, like good or bad for the cow that they have a you know gassy uh the bodmap diet no no obviously mm-hmm. not that's fucking retarded i don't care what science you ever come up with i don't care what the theories are i don't care how much methane it produces that's fucking stupid if anyone thinks that animals that naturally live on the fucking planet are killing the planet that apparently nukes can't kill. We've already nuked it, but cows are doing more than that. You're a fucking idiot. Yes, if if you didn't think the climate crisis like agenda was like not a laughing joke at this point, yes, they are looking to genetically modify our food so they burp less when we raise them. That is going to save the planet. We're going to genetically modify cows to save the planet. If I swear to God, if if it was illegal tomorrow for the government to buy anything with taxpayer dollars that wasn't like police department, fire department, military and roads, we would never have a single article about fucking cow farts ever again. I get because they can't sell this. It's too stupid to sell, but it's an environmental green research to get government grant money for research and then government laws passed or or government spending bills to spend on green products to save the environment and it's all a fucking tax money fucking grab of money i a thousand percent that's what's happening oh yeah with all of these if we look at all of these invention any invention that has to do with saving the planet it's the stupidest thing in the world one no, two, no one would ever buy it in the private sector ever. And then three, a bunch of them are probably being bought up by some government agency with a huge spending budget and the money's getting distributed to everybody involved. I fucking guarantee it. Well, it's just, okay, hear me oh, out. God. What if we tie solar panels <laughs> to the backs of these cows? We have all this nice open grazing land in the you know, direct sunlight. We're not just going to cover it up with solar panels and put those cows in the shade. So why not we do? Why don't we make the cows into the solar panels? Josh, I'm not even kidding. If you knew a guy that had a two hundred and fifty million dollar state budget for green energy research, <laughs> you'd get and it. You <laughs> you knew the lab that could research how to attach solar panels to cows. We could get a fifty million dollar <laughs> grant. One, it would be uh, a million would go to each of us. Two million would go to, to barely running this bare bones lab in some fucking university to hire like five PhD students at 40 grand a year and give like $300,000 to the professor <laughs> and then buy a bunch of random equipment and maybe upgrade a fucking gymnasium somewhere. Then $47 million would get fucking spread around different solar panel companies that people knew and the different politicians that actually get in charge of fucking spending this money and that's what would happen if you knew those people that is that is and we would have an article written we'd pay somebody ten thousand dollars to write an article about how scientists have discovered that attaching solar panels to cows may indeed save the planet but bob do you know if uh sciencenews.org articles like actually get many hits uh, I have no, no, no. that's why they pay him like, to, they probably pay somebody five grand to do it. You know, I have, if I have noticed a trend though, uh, because there's not a whole lot of science articles, uh, like on a day to day basis. Like whenever I check every week for the show, I was like, Oh, these are all the same articles here. 
It's like a new one a week now. Yeah. Instead. Yeah. It's getting like because they're all vaccine related. Uh, well, I try to steer away from the vaccine related and also like the physics and astronomy stuff get real boring. Like those turn into the last like three science stuff or the astrophysics stuff that I read were just like history lessons that I didn't need. Yeah, yeah. But the quote unquote independent journalism of science since 1921 just so happened to change all their articles to whatever's making the most money right now. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, Aaron. Aaron, did you hear we we disproved the Big Bang and it's actually the Great Inflation? It's all no. It's basically COVID. <laughs> it's basically COVID retarded uh, archaeological discovers and like astronomy and climate change. Like what else do the well climate change is never going away? Yeah. They got that one locked down. There's a lot of grant money that goes that's in the spending budget every year for billions and well, billions like, of dollars. Or the uphill of climate change uh, research and news coverage. Yeah, most of their front page is all coronavirus stuff. Here's what we know about booster shots for Moderna's and J&J's COVID-19 vaccines. Like, don't give a fuck. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I think that... uh, Yeah, we just need to make it illegal for the government to buy anything with taxpayer dollars ever. <laughs> we just have to kill them all and just start over. Yeah. I think we're at that stage. Yeah. Because there's no way out of it. They're not going to give up their $250 million budget when that whoever's in charge of that gets like $3 million of it. Whatever board is in charge of it, the 12 people on that board are each snagging like a mil and a half off of that budget for themselves as kickbacks under the table from the people they dole it out. Yes. To. Yeah. The, the people that are writing the check, the people in Congress are getting kickbacks from the the people they're writing checks to whoever yeah. they give the they're, check. They to. have a total yeah, incentive to just keep writing bigger and bigger checks because they get a bigger hey, return. Bob, do you want uh do you want that $10 million solar panel uh, <laughs> on the cow grant? Absolutely. Okay. Well, here's, what's going to happen. We're going to write a check for $10 million. Uh, you're going to creatively lose a million, mil and a half. And that's going to come back to us in briefcases with unmarked cash in it. Can you make that happen? Uh, that's amateur hour. That's like basically nothing. Solyndra pulled this off back in like 2007. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's the right answer. That's the right answer, Mr. Bob. Now you can have your check. If the answer is no, that would be unethical. Yeah. Oh, weird. We found a different solar panel company to fucking take this $10 million of taxpayer money. Huh? Weird. Odd how that yeah. works. Odd. Gotta, gotta love competition in the market. Yeah. Um, Bob, I'm I I uh, somehow throughout this whole episode and coming into the close of this episode, I'm continuing to have doubts about our legislative process. How? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Josh. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> see about my crisis of faith. To find out. Anyway. Wait, wait, hold on. Before oh, we yeah, stop, yeah, before we stop, I need to. I need to. Uh, <laughs> I need to ask you something because you just mentioned it. (laughs) You just mentioned it in passing and we didn't address it. Uh, So how 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 is it again that a uh, random printer repairman who thinks the earth is flat was more correct about the Big Bang a year ago than scientists? Because now we know that that's all (laughs) bullshit. Can you explain that to me? I ever through the article. It's it's kind of just refining some of the the tenets of the Big Bang. So, like, oh. the Big Bang, it's 
it starts out like at a infinitesimally infinitesimally small point with like infinite pressure and heat and energy and expands out and then from explodes there. it condenses yeah, in itself yeah. like the most the most condensed black hole of all time with all the matter in the universe in a single point of a pin exactly now now they're admitting that that's stupid and it's like oh we don't know exactly when it started and you know the idea of infinite energy or uh, arbitrarily large energy is dumb so we uh you know it's just expanding and inflating at this rate and something something but we, we we can't like assume we don't know specifically when it started yet when did they figure this out by the way just just curious like what's uh, the ballpark I, I, they've always known i it. read the article the other day i think it's new. no when, when did they figure out that it wasn't the singularity in the big Bang? well the thing about science is that it evolves and it, it changes over time and it just kind of morphs into <laughs> it was um if i remember correctly from the article uh back in the 1910s when einstein had his theories and there were some theories about whatever that brought us to the big bang um there were some competing theories, and this new one is uh, more in line with one of those from 1917. So that, that's some of the, the principles behind it, or well, some of the, I guess, the, the guess behind it. Okay, uh, that's not my question. Some, no, 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 when? yeah, yeah. I want to say it was some work in the 1970s until now that uh, th those observations that uh, brought us to this, this new conclusion. Okay. I, I, so I, I just forget wanna... when the the like watershed moment was for this. I, I just want to make sure I make this clear. It took scientists 70 fucking years or 50 years. They that research that they started on 1970 to find out that I was more correct than every scientist before 2020. To be fair, I think they really like the media really loved the big bang theory mostly because like it it, it was during that era where uh, like militant atheists were in the news media everywhere, like uh, like Dawkins, uh, Hitchens, like the the four horsemen. Uh, who's that other complete de degenerate faggot, Sam Harris, who's an absolute retard? Like all of those guys. Like, well, wait, Bob. The are you telling me that the media loved a theory that was pushed by a Jesuit that was created by a Jesuit priest? And pushed it as our absolute truth and reality for a hundred years. I'm not saying that. I think you're saying that. <laughs> 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 I would never cross a Jesuit. <laughs> but yeah. All I'm saying is science found out that I was absolutely right about the Big Bang being horseshit. Guess what else is horseshit? The expanding universe whatever this expansion theory is the, the cosmic inflation i just double checked cosmic uh, inflation they, they don't have like a nice title <laughs> for it. they're just saying oh we're observing cosmic inflation <laughs> but it's totally not the big bang so really i'm just waiting for wh when is steven spielberg going to come out with this movie about cosmic inflation that's that's what i'm waiting for to, to yeah. actually believe in this great we have then you'll know it's bullshit cosmic inflation and economic inflation man fucking pick one anyway <laughs> Which one's more exponential? Yeah. I, I think as as we get older, I think science is just going to uh, more and more often going to confirm that Aaron was right all along. <laughs> oh God, I hope Thanks, not. science. And then we'll actually have to love science. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Will you guys get suspicious when there's still not independent exploration of Antarctica in 2060? I don't know when it's like I'm suspicious now. when it's like 2036 and we don't have a, like another moon landing when Josh is still like petting in a new date. 
You mean 2026, <laughs> no. right? Whoa. <laughs> That's happening in 2026, yeah. April. That's happening in 2025, I'm gonna April. Give you, oh, sorry, I'm going to give you a good decade to, to get over that, Josh. <laughs> 2036. My dreams are going to be crushed. I'm going to be in a deep depression for the next 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that wraps it up. Thanks for listening, Thanks for listening. guys. I hope you learned about that sham fucking Rosa Parks. It was a good one. Thanks for listening. Don't tell me you don't like my show. That's the bit. You've got mail. What the fuck?